Welcome to the Relax and Go podcast, episode three, Test Anxiety. My name is TJ Woodbury, and I'm the host of the Relax and Go podcast. Today's topic is test anxiety. Originally, I had planned to do a topic on, you know, being where you are and how to focus and be at practice while you're at practice and be in the classroom while you're in the classroom and to avoid distraction. But this podcast was originally being made in December of 2018, and I had just made a kind of cheat sheet on test anxiety for my school's newsletter, and it kind of dawned on me, well, you know, this might be a topic people this time of the year, semester exams or midterms, depending on what classes you're in, maybe test anxiety would be something that could benefit a fair number of uh, people. So I decided to go ahead and switch it up and do this episode on test anxiety instead of focusing while at practice or focusing in, in the classroom. I'll go ahead and do that one probably next. It's really close to being done, but I thought test anxiety might be something that could benefit more people today. So what is test anxiety? Test anxiety is a very intense feeling of nervousness. It's a very powerful emotional response. It's almost close to a flight or fight response. It's a, of a fear response. People that have, you know, a, a kind of a discomfort when the word test or quiz comes up. And if you've ever felt that way, you may have experienced a little bit of test anxiety. And some people have a lot of test anxiety that as soon as there's an evaluation, as soon as there's some kind of uh, assessment that's going to be put on their work, they get really, really uh, nervous and, and suffer from test anxiety. I've had students in my classroom who do great work and their homework is flawless and on time and their projects are, you know, the projects that teachers keep so they can show future classes how to do the project. But as soon as I put the test in front of them, they, they freeze up, they lock up and they can't process, they don't respond very well, they, their scores are in the lower percents of the class average, where everything else is phenomenal and every other thing that in the class that they do has a golden touch to it, except tests and quizzes. So one of the things we're going to work on today is what is test anxiety and how we can uh, perhaps manage it, not make it go away. There, there, you know, there are a lot of things that need to happen for test anxiety to be gone completely. And I'm under no illusion, and nor should you be under any illusion, that it's a magic, that there is a magic formula that we can just put in there and say, okay, your test anxiety is gone. You know, test anxiety is something that a lot of people have to learn to work with, and it can be managed. It can be dealt with, with the right amount of practice and the right procedures or processes in place. You can really get your test anxiety under control. So that's kind of what we're going to do today. So I'm going to go through a couple things that can help you lessen your test anxiety. But please don't be under any illusion that you can just walk in on test day with a couple tidbits of, of information and all of a sudden manage your test anxiety. A majority of your test anxiety is going to be dealt with before you sit down to take the test. The most effective ways or some of the most effective ways that we can manage our test anxiety is to 
be ready for the test in the days, not the day before, in the days before the test. So a couple things that you can do to get ready and manage your test anxiety. Number one, get your sleep. If you haven't listened to episode two about sleep, now would be a good time or after this one, go back and give it a listen or listen to it again if you forgot, where I went over all the negative physical and cognitive side effects of people that are not getting their sleep. Well, guess what? Test anxiety can be magnified if you're carrying a sleep debt. So if you're not sleeping very well, your brain is in a, uh, a moderate or a mild amount of stress because of your lack of sleep. Now we're going to throw a test into the mix. Now your stress levels have gone up even more. And we know that a stressed brain does not perform the same way as a relaxed brain. So you're going to perhaps magnify your test anxiety because you are not sleeping very well. So make a plan and organize your time. Commit to in the days leading up to the test that you are maximizing your sleep. And I know some people are going to, they're thinking right now, you know, hey, I can't do that. You know, this is exam time. This is the time I'm giving up sleep. Well, I get that. I, I lived that in college. I remember not sleeping very well in the days leading up to the midterms or finals, but that's, that's not a recipe for success. So if you could maximize your sleep while organizing and perhaps better managing your study time, so your sleep is more likely to happen, then that could have a very influential, very positive effect on the information you're trying to get into your brain as you get ready to take your midterms or finals. So in the days leading up to the the row of tests that you're going to take, whether they be midterms or finals, please maximize your sleep. Number two, make sure you're feeding your machine, make sure you're hydrated, You know, your brain works better when your nutrition is better. Downing a couple donuts as you walk into your midterms or walked into your finals is just not going to work because your your blood sugar is going to go up, your body's going to release insulin to manage that blood sugar, and you end up lowering, overall lowering your blood sugar because you spiked it because you slammed two glazed donuts in your mouth or you had some kind of latte, frappuccino, cappuccino, espresso mix, and you had a lot of sugar in it. And this ended up sending your blood sugar really high, which ends up bringing it down. So right in the middle of your test, about 30, 40 minutes into your test, during midterms and finals, your blood sugar is going down. Well, your brain needs that. Your brain needs that sugar. You may have been real focused and kind of hyper, maybe too hyper uh, during the early part of the test. But now, right when things are starting to really grind for you, you're not fueled because your blood sugar is too low. So make sure that you're making good nutritional choices and that you're hydrated. Number three, make sure you're prepared. Make sure that you are studied up. Make sure that you have done everything within your power to the best of your ability to be ready for this test. Make sure that you are you know, maximizing your, your, your off time that you're studying the way you're supposed to be studying, that you've done all the study guides that the teacher has asked you to do. You've got your notes organized and you are, make sure that you have your notes organized and that you are ready to take the test. One, one note I want to throw out here in terms of study techniques. 
Yale and Harvard and a few of the other Ivy Leagues have really done a lot of research onto what are the two main study habits that successful students do. And this is something I'll cover in a later podcast. I just want to throw this in here right now, though. But flashcards and rewriting your notes before you sleep are two of the most effective study techniques for long-term retention of information. So if you need to remember this information in the long term, or you need to make sure that you get a lot of information in, flashcards and rewriting your notes are absolutely the way to go. I want to talk about flashcards real quick. Flashcards are phenomenal for learning information, especially if you make them yourself. Buying them can be great if you use them, that's awesome. But making them yourself and using them is even better. So people that use flashcards sometimes get into this trap where they will use the flashcards, they'll run through the list real quick and put it down, and it's great if they come back later and they do it. But we really need to make sure we're using the flashcards correctly. And what that means is once we've gone through the flashcards, we put them aside and we come back later. But what's later? It can't be three or four minutes later. That's too quick. Your brain doesn't move that information from your short-term memory where the flashcards are to your long-term memory so you remember it down the road. It needs to be spaced out a little more than that. 10, 15 minutes typically works pretty well. And another thing that really helps your brain learn information is if you mix up flashcards from different subjects. So instead of just taking your psychology flashcards with all that vocabulary, Mix it up with some biology flashcards. And this is really easy if you're on the app for Quizlet where you can mix things up. Mix up your definitions. Make your brain go into its psychology area and pull that information out and then make it go to your biology or chemistry or history. And your brain's having to do a lot of work to get all this information organized and take it out, put it back in, get it organized. And this is really good for retention of information, mixing it up. So your brain is kind of forced to work harder, which has a good benefit for studying. Practice tests, number four. Take some practice tests. Just about every modern textbook has questions at the end of the units or the chapters or the modules. Take those. See what you're good at. See what you're weak at. You know, I tell my AP Psych students, take the test at the end of the module. If you nail it, if you got four out of five, you probably have a pretty good understanding of that module. If you got two out of five, stay in that module and study a little more, you know, spend a little more time, read the uh, areas, go look and see why you missed those questions. So, you know, take practice tests. Practice tests are really good at identifying what you know and what you don't know. And a lot of students get very comfortable and they like the feeling of knowing what they know. They get very excited because they feel like they know something. So they end up studying the information that they know fairly well too much at the expense of information they don't know very well. So they're going to get those questions on the information they know and like well on the test. They're going to do the, they're going to get those questions right most of the time, but they're going to miss the questions that they kind of avoided because they didn't know that information that well. So practice tests can do a good job with that. Number five, practice controlling your stress while you're studying. If you're somebody who's prone to freezing on test day, well, you're probably the same person who, when studying, starts to go, oh my gosh, I've got too much to study. How am I ever going to handle this? I've got 
family commitments and work commitments and boyfriend-girlfriend commitments? How am I going to get to this all? Well, manage your stress while you're studying and learn what works best for you. One of the most biologically-based things that happen when we get stressed is the onset of the flight, fight, or freeze response. Some people feel like they need to get up and defend themselves. Others want to run. And then a relatively new one is the freeze response where we just do nothing. Well, when we go into that flight, fight, or freeze response, it it really is a stress reaction. And our physical body is beginning to ramp up. We're we're about ready to do the flight or fight and, and freeze response, biologically speaking. So we need to get that under control. We do that best by breathing. Slow, deep breaths. Take some time, shut your eyes, breathe in through your nose, hold it for a second or two, breathe out through your mouth. This is a signal to your body that you are okay. You're taking deep, rhythmic, consistent breaths. It kind of puts a pause button on your heart rate, which was starting to increase, a pause button on your breathing, which was beginning to increase, and hopefully you catch it before your adrenal gland gets involved. So some just taking a, a moment or two, stop, breathe, and just get yourself refocused. This is one of the most important things that you can do if you suffer from anxiety is you got to try to catch it before it gets going. And deep breathing can really do a good job with that. But it's not a skill that people who tend to be anxious, it's not a skill that you've practiced. So start practicing it. The more you do it when you're studying, the more effective it will probably be on test day. So what about test day? What what if you're somebody who suffers from anxiety and, and now you're getting ready to go in for the test? Well, here's some things you can do to lessen your test anxiety on the day of the test. Number one, try to stay relaxed before the test. If you're just sitting there in the hour before the test, just dreading this and fretting about this and saying, oh my gosh, I'm never going to pass, you're, you're already kind of going into a flight or fight response and you haven't even walked into the classroom yet. I can't imagine how freaked out you're going to be when you walk into the test if you've already ramped up into a stress reaction. So make sure you're staying relaxed. This is a good time to practice your breathing. Be focused on studying rather than, you know, the idea that I'm going to fail this test. Give your brain something to think about. And that's, that's going to be getting ready for the test and being relaxed while you do it. Number two, be confident. If you've done everything you can do to get ready for this test, if you've maximized all of your time realistically, you've, you know that you could not have done more realistically and you know kept all those other commitments and you've done your best, then be confident with that. Say, look, look in the mirror and say, I did everything I could. I'm just going to go in there and see what I can do. Number three, be realistic. What is the likelihood on a class that you're really, really freaking out about that you're going to get 100% or that if it's a class that's that hard, how many people are really going to get 100%? Maybe you're in an AP class or an honors class and realistically nobody's got 100% consistently over the semester or the year. What are the odds you're going to get 100%? Well, be realistic with that. You know, are you shooting for 100? Well, yeah, you're kind of trying to get them all right, but you also understand realistically you're going to miss some questions. 
So that first question you come to and you go, oh, I, I don't know this one. Okay, just roll with it. Just keep going. If you're ready to make a guess on that question, use your, your test strategies for multiple choice and eliminate two choices and give a 50-50 guess. That's a lot better than a 25% guess or a 20% guess if it's a five-question multiple choice test or five choices. So be realistic. You know, you're going to miss a question or two. You might even say, you know, I'm going to miss five. I have just five that I'm, I'm not going to get. Okay. Minimize the ones that you absolutely have no chance of getting right. Give yourself a chance to be successful with the others. Make sure that you're eliminating ones that you know are not true. Or, you know, make sure that you're at least trying to give a good answer. But be realistic with yourself. A lot of people who, who have anxiety have a little bit of perfectionism going on. And they feel like they have to be perfect. Well, you know what? Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. There isn't a single person walking on the planet who didn't fall while they were learning how to walk. It happens. It's always going to happen. There isn't a, there is not realistic to expect yourself to be perfect. Just be prepared to give your best effort. Number four, this really kind of comes down to mindset here. What can you say about the test to relax yourself? I'll tell you, when I used to take tests back in college and, and, and a little bit even in high school before I, you know, the college, I had a better understanding of this. I would walk into the test as a challenge. I would kind of look at the teacher and in my mind say, I'm ready for you. You know, this is, this is me against you. You wrote the test. I'm taking it. This is a competition for me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to beat your test. I'm going to, I'm going to own your test. And that's how I got in the zone for taking the test. I couldn't be nervous. I was too ready to, 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 you know, take the challenge on. So my mindset was one of, of being aggressive and, and being amped up for it. Just like, uh, you know, the competitions I would do back in high school or college, you know, I came into those knowing that I was going to give my best effort. Same thing on test day. I'm going to come in and give my best effort. I'm going to, I'm going to take this test on. It's, it's me against the test. That's, I didn't have time for anxious thoughts. I didn't have time for, oh my gosh, what if? It was just me against the test. And the test is going to get a couple, and I'm going to get a couple. Another strategy that works is treat it like a video game. Every question you get right is a point or two points, and you're trying to get a new high score. So you're trying your best to, to get the points, and the test is taking a couple points, and you're trying to get more, and you're just doing your best. It's, it's not a test. It's a game. And if you can talk to yourself that way and you're going to you know, do your best to win the game and, and you're just, that's your focus, that's the way you're talking to yourself. You're not even using that, the T-E-S-T word. You're just not even thinking about it. It's a game. This is, this is the game I'm playing today. And number five is just like number five on the days leading up to the test. Just breathe. If you're in the middle of the test and all of a sudden you feel that you're getting anxious and you're like, oh my gosh, I've, I know I've missed two in a row. Put your pencil or pen down, shut your eyes, do some breathing. Just breathe. Get the physical body under control. Keep that flight, fight or freeze reaction from going and you know, give up that minute or a minute and a half to just breathe before you go on to the next question. That's a lot better than being in a panic mode, in an anxious mode or mood or approach for the next 10 questions or until you get a couple right and you start to feel better again. What about those questions you tried to answer when you're, when you're borderline freaking out? 
you're probably not going to get those right. So you've missed the next couple of questions just because you're not on your game. So just give up the minute, minute and a half, refocus yourself, do the breathing. Hopefully you've been practicing this in the days leading up to the exam and it will work for you. Now, as a note to those around you, this should not be a loud practice. You know, we don't, nobody wants to hear their neighbor doing some Darth Vader breathing, you know, so try to, you know, be aware of those around you and, and be sure that you're not disturbing other people. So, you know, try to, to be a good test taking neighbor. So here, you know, today I gave you a couple tips you can do in the days leading up to the test and some things you can do on the day of the test. But I will tell you, if you walk in on test day and you haven't been prepared and you and you haven't been working on this, it's not going to be very helpful for you. You're not going to sit there and, and have effective breathing right there on test day. It's really something that you need to be working on the days leading up to the test. So I hope that you will sit down and look at your calendar and look when the tests are and see what you're going to need to do to get yourself in a position to be successful. And that's really one of the main things we're talking about here is how can you put yourself in a position to be successful? And if none of these tips appeal to you, there's a host of other things that are out there. there. There's no one way to beat test anxiety. You'll hear me say it all the time. Every brain is wired differently. So, you know, if none of these worked for you, then, you know, shoot me an email at relaxandgocoach at gmail.com and I'll send you some other resources or some other things that you can look at. Uh, Brown University had a pretty good reference page for test anxiety. There's a couple other uh, counseling websites and, and a lot of colleges like Brown have student centers where they have little pamphlets that you can look at for test anxiety and things like that. So, you know, a quick Google search, if none of these things worked for you, a quick Google search can give you some other options. I just tried to pick the big ones that would uh, benefit the, the largest number of people, but it's not going to work unless you do. You have to put in the time to control your test anxiety. You have to be aware that it's something that, that typically affects you in the days, plural, the days leading up to the test will be, you know, your real work. Test day should be the time to show what you know. But if you're somebody who struggles with test anxiety, then you're going to have to use the days leading up to it, you know, and, and, and if I'm being honest, it's got, you know, the week before the test start, that's when you really need to start consciously working on your test anxiety. The day before, it's, it's not going to help you. Walking in on the test day and the only thing you're going to try to do is do some deep breathing, it's, it's really too late because what, what confidence are you walking into that test with? Have you really done your studying? And your, your goal here is to just make sure that you breathe during the test, which is great. We don't want you passing out. But the reality is you need to be doing the work in the days leading up to the test, not just the day of the test. So I hope you found something useful here and that you'll use it if it benefits you. And even if it's not tests that make you nervous, if it's sports competitions, you know, doing good practice and, and staying relaxed and practice can help you stay relaxed and focused on uh, the day of the competition. 
So the things we talked about today, they're not a cure-all. It takes practice, and hopefully you will do the work you need to do to see the improvement you want to see. I'd like to thank you for uh, tuning in today and listening to the podcast. Uh, the podcast is available in a few more platforms now since uh, the last one. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a few others. Uh, continuing to use uh, Anchor as our primary uh, you know, location for the podcast. So, you know, if there's something, another uh, platform you're using, you can f- uh, find us there now. And uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you know when the next one hits and that you're, you're not missing out on any of these uh, Relax and Go podcasts. So until next time, just relax and go.